Today is Monday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. The title for our devotional is The Power of Culture. If you remember, our campaign is called Life Changing Community. Remember, we're talking about life change that should take place within the context of Christian community. In this campaign, we're exploring the basis of the church and community and how it should change our life. This week, our big idea is that the church should have a culture of goodness. Within that statement are two ideas that we need to unpack, culture and goodness. Today, we will talk briefly about culture, and tomorrow, we will talk about a biblical theology of goodness and focus on building a culture of goodness for the rest of the week. The term culture has a lot of different connotations and meanings based on the context it is used in. For our purposes here, talking about the culture of the church, I'm thinking of culture as the set of shared attitudes, values, goals, and practices that characterize an institution. These, sh- these shared attitudes, values, etc. are often accepted without question and adopted slowly over time. To become aware of them, we often need to leave that culture and experience a different culture. For example, say you work in a company whose culture is centered on the bottom line and will do anything to achieve their quarterly goals. You may not even be aware of the stress that that places on you, the tension and competition and inter-office relationships or the temptation to unethical business practices until you leave that company. You will likely only realize it when you've experienced a workplace culture that truly values their employees and health over the bottom line. Businesses have a culture, families have a culture, cities have a culture, countries have a culture, churches have a culture as well. It's worth regularly asking ourselves, what are those shared values, attitudes, goals, and practices of our church culture? These are so important because they are often assumed and accepted without critical analysis, and they have great power to form us. Writer and social commentator David Brooks writes in his book, The Second Mountain. Here he's talking about uh, the workplace. He writes, Never underestimate the power of the environment you work in to gradually transform who you are. When you choose to work at a certain company, you are turning yourself into the sort of person who works in that company. He goes on later, moreover, living life in a pragmatic, utilitarian manner turns you into a utilitarian pragmatist. He is here reiterating the idea that the Apostle Paul emphasizes in quoting the Greek poet Menander in the largely Greek church of Corinth when he says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be misled, bad company corrupts good character. So our cultures form us and influence us to a large degree. But on the other side of the same coin, we participate in creating the cultures that we are a part of. Each of us has a part in dictating and living in, or choosing to not live in, the values, goals, attitudes, and practices of our cultures. We can steer the culture of our homes towards hospitality by simply inviting people over more often and opening our home to those in need. We can actively choose what we value and then choose to live in those values, therefore creating a culture of our various spaces. Scripture attests to the power of culture to both form us as well as the power that we have to make culture. When the Israelites came into the promised land, they were told not to make treaties with the people who previously inhabited the land and not to intermarry with them because, quote, they will turn your children away from following me to serve other gods, God says in Deuteronomy 7, 4. Solomon, of course, failed to uphold this warning and married many foreign women. In 1 Kings 11, 1-6, we read, King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, 
Sidonians, and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. He followed Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely, as David his father had done. Scripture also attests to the positive power of culture to form us, as well as us to form culture. In Deuteronomy 6, 4-9, we read, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So, we both participate in the creation of culture and we are greatly influenced by the culture. This week, we're going to explore our culture of goodness. Is our church culture forming goodness in us? Are we actively working to produce a culture of goodness within our church? Is goodness an assumed value within our community? For additional content, I've linked you to Andy Crouch's book, Culture Making. It's a deep dive into culture and the creation mandate uh, around us uh, calling us to make culture, make something of creation. It's a good book, so I thought I'd throw it on there and discusses the power of culture. For reflection today, reflect on the various cultures in which you currently find yourself. How would you describe your home culture? What are the values, the attitudes, the goals and practices of your home? What about your workplace? What about your church? What about uh, Burlington as a city in general? What, what, what are those values, attitudes, goals, and practices in all of the different cultures where you find yourself? Spend some time thinking about what those cultures are and what you would like them to be.